0: This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Perfect. Parsha's Korah 5781, everybody. Here's the Pasuk. It's toward the end of the Parsha. Perak Yud Zayin Pasuk Chafei. Vayomer Hashem El Moshe. Hashem said to Moshe, Lithneoedus. bring or put our own staff. Before the Aron Ha'edus, to be a reminder, almost like a keepsake, as a sign for the rebellious people in the future, so that they finish complaining, all their complaints against me, and then they will no longer die. The... Aaron's staff that just flowered and had its almonds and the flowers and everything growing from it, right, that was ta- put in the Aaron Kodesh, put in the Kodesh of Kedashim in order to show that Aaron was going to be the next coin, he was going to be the coin for the future. So this staff was then to be placed by the Aaron Kodesh so that they would know forever that Aaron was the true coin gobble, that that was his job, he was going to be the coin gobble. So the Torah more says B'nai's Yisrael were known for complaining. They were known for forgetting certain miracles that had happened to them. We know about the Egel Azov, we know about the and we know about the Isavu Taiva, we know about the Meraglim, we know about Korach, right? They were an obstinate people, the Gemara Rosh Hashanah says, that they're an Amkshe Oreth, and they are of the obstinate creatures in the world, the dog, the raven, etc., B'nai Yisrael. It could be that they would bring this up again. Right? Who knows if a Qadrish Bar who really chose Aaron? How do we know? How do we know? Yeah, it happened back then, but how do we know now? For that reason, a Qadrish Bar who felt that they needed a constant reminder that Aaron was chosen. And that was the staff. The staff would be that chosen reminder. And that, although that Sora is an obvious one, he really puts everything into play. It says everything straight up. The Mesha says this is not far fetched for Bnei Saul in the future to claim, look, Aaron was chosen. Nadav and Avi were chosen. el and were chosen. But is that going to be for all time? That works for them. That was back in the day when those people were tzaddikim and they were great people They were chosen by a to who represent the people. But is that going to last forever? Are all the kohanim always going to be the biggest tzaddikim out there? Are they all worthy of the title of kohen, right? To, so that they should have it for all time? Says the Meshachach, it makes sense that they would have that complaint. And for that reason, they're going to show the mata. The mata never lost its flowers. It never lost its almonds. It never lost everything it had. It would show them in the future, no matter what happened, kohanim are chosen. The kohanim are the chosen ones, no matter what they're going to represent. And although it was taken away eventually, as we'll see, it lasted 810 years throughout Klael Yisrael that they would see it for the next 810 years to prove to them if they ever had a complaint. No, the mata shows it's still flowering. It still has almonds on it. It still has stuff on it. It shows who they were. The Rashbam says there were people in the future who did protest the Kohanim. And he gives an example. I don't know if anybody knows Uziah or Azariah was one of the kings of Yehuda, Not one of the better ones, unfortunately. He was, did some good things in his life. But he ended up being a person who went to the Beis Mikdash, went to the Mezbech, and planned on serving as a Kohen, even though he was from Shevet he was the Melech. Divirah Zayn, it's in Divirah Yaman base, Even if those individuals would complain or say something, not everyone would because of that staff of iron, And that should have changed everything. That should have made everything a little bit different. That's the Rashbam, and this made sense. It made sense to be able to do such a thing because that was a smart thing to do. Rashi says their real complaint was about the Kahuna. Maybe they had complained about the kuna before, but now that they have this staff, they knew that Aaron was chosen, right? And it was placed near the Aaron coders. but Ezra would then know that Aaron was handpicked, similar to the storm, or a little bit of a different wording. But nonetheless, their icker complaint was about the kuna itself. The Ramban is a problem. He looks at Rashi and he says, "I don't understand something." There were twelve staffs. Each one represented one shaved of Klal Yisrael. Reuven had his staff. And it said Ruven on his staff. Shimon had his staff, and they put it, I think they put the name of the Shavit on the staff itself. Ruven had one, Shimon had one, Levi had one, and Levi's staff was the staff that had Aaron's name on it. It had Aaron on it, and that was that. That was the staff that had Aaron's name on it, and that was the one that went inside. Says the Rabban. The staff proved that Aaron was chosen as a Cohen. No. The staff proved that Shavit Levi was chosen to be the Meshorim and the Meshuarim, the gatekeepers and the singers. Their complaint, says the Ramban, was not just on Aaron being the Kohen. Their complaint was, really? Are the Leviim really the chosen ones? Did they get to be the ones to serve in the base of Mikdash? Why Shavit Levi? And therefore the staff represented Shavit Levi, not Aaron necessarily. So Rashi comes along and says, the staff represented Aaron. The kahuna. That if anybody complains about the kahuna, and that's what he said from the Tzorim, or that's what he said from the Meshachofma. But says the Ramban, it's not true. The staff represented Shevet Levi. It had nothing to do with Aaron. Maybe Aaron wasn't chosen. What in the world does this have to do with Aaron? Especially, look, if you would have had one staff for Shevet Levi, and then another staff for Aaron alone... And our own staff would have flowered, then I totally hear you. That's a staff for our own, that's for him, that's completely different. But that's not what happened. You had a staff that represented Shavit Levy. That's what it was supposed to be. So, why in the world, it even says in the Pussek, it says, it's the mata of Aaron for base Levi. It was the house of Levi that was chosen through this miracle. That's in Pasach of Gimel. So what in the world, says the Rambani. He looks at Rashi and he's like, why in the world are you talking about Kahuna? It's about the Levi, not about the Kahuna. So the Mizrahi answers that sure, yes, obviously the people had a problem with Sheva Levi. And to be honest with you, as a timeout, what Korach complained about is very unclear. Very unclear. It seems to be that it was just sort of like an altogether we're upset at things type of argument. It wasn't like they were just complaining about Kohanim. They were complaining about Shevet Levy, they were complaining about leaders, they were complaining about everything. Everything was on the table and they really had an argument about everything happening there. It's not clear about anything, says the Mizrahi. Yes, obviously they were upset that Shevet Levi had been picked to be the guys in charge of carrying the stuff and in charge of the singing and in charge of the gatekeeping and everything like that. That's for sure. But their real complaint was not about that stuff. The real complaint was about the avoda. And who did the Avoda, the Khanim? This is the Mizrahi, he's saying, that's the real complaint over here. The singing and the guarding they were willing to forego, but they wanted to be kohanim, And that's why what was the test that Hashem gave them to show if they would be chosen as the leaders of Klau Yisrael? What was the test? You have to bring Kitoris. Did Shaivit Levi bring Kitoris? No. That's one thing that the Kohanim did every single day. So the people were chosen to do the Khazorus. That meant that they were really complaining about the kuna and they wanted to prove that the kuna was something by them. So therefore, yes, they obviously complained about Shavit Levi being chosen, but the real complaint was about the kuna and the test was about the kuna. Everything was about that, yeah. Right. A the question is how he got Dustin and Aviram and Shavit Ruvain to join them, etc. Let's assume, let's assume seems to be the Dustin of Viram did their own rebellious. thing but good. they had to have a tina you know what i'm saying like you can't come in without a claim they're still smart people or korah wouldn't have taken them he but chose I mean, they're like Aida. the CA right? like But opposition. you have to have something you got to have the, the tina what's your claim so their claim saying, was Korah Korach, I'm saying so you're saying that the complaint was that everything was with the Levine, but I'm not, my point is that Korach was a Levine. No no no, so no I'm not was saying it's about the, again Korach. it was also about the Levium. but the Iker complaint was about the avoda about the Avodah. And again, the Ramban says it was about Shavit Levi being chosen. That's the Ramban. The Mizrahi is saying it's not just about shavit Levi, it's about the Kahuna, the Avodah, that they really wanted, and that's that. And this is why. By each other shavit by the staff that they put inside the Kodesh Kodashim to see if their shavit was going to be chosen, by each one of them, they wrote the name of the Nasi on their staff. Whatever the name of that Nasi was, they put it on the staff and they put it inside. shavit Levi, Aaron was not the Nasi. Anybody know who was the Nasi for shavit Levi? officially, the, the nasi was Eliezer, our own son. He was the one in charge of all the Avoda, of who would do what and carrying what, when, whatever it is, right? So he... He was one. It's his name who should have been on the staff, but it wasn't. It was Aaron's. Says the Mizrahi, that proves what we're saying. Since Aaron's name was on it, even though the complaint was about Shavit Levi as a whole, it was really about the avoda, and therefore Aaron's name was put on top for that to be involved over there. The Gurari says the same thing, and that's the idea behind it. The Nachal Yakov says, if it was really about the Shavit and not about Aaron, then Hashem would have told them to write the name of the Shavit on the staff. It would have been Ruvain, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda, and then the Shavit would have been chosen. But since the names of the Nisim were chosen and Aaron was chosen, clearly it's something else, and that's the idea behind it. Okay, now, that's the end of that Machlokus Rashi Ramban. I'll, I'll be honest with you, I don't have an answer for the Ramban. I don't know what the Ramban means by that. Looked up a couple of Chevelle has an idea, but there's some strange things. It doesn't make any sense to me the way the Ramban was going. Let's go into something that we all know. This is a famous Gemara, and everybody knows it. The Gemara in Hori is Yudbez Amad Aleph. Yuma, Nunbez Amad Bez. Baba Basra, right, also brings this down in the first perk. It says, the Arun Kodesh was not the only thing in the Kodesh Ekkedashim, both by the Mishkan and by the first base Basimekdash. Remember, second base Basimekdash, there was no Arun Kodesh, okay? There was no Yoshia, was which we'll talk about in a second, but it wasn't there. In the first base Mikdash, there wasn't just Arun Kodesh, and in that, does anybody know what was in the Aron Kodesh? What was in the Aron Kodesh itself? Well, obviously the, the, the Luchos. Right. And possibly, what? jar of man? The jar, Oh, so you have the Tzintzena Samon that's on this side. It wasn't in the Aron Kodesh itself. Right? But you have the Tzintzena What else? I think uh, the par- par- du- No, you didn't have the Paradu ashes. But you had the Shemina Mishcha, right? The oil of anointing that they used for the Kwan and Gedol and the Malachim as well as for the Kelom and the Baisa Mikdash. How did they get that, that? Good question. The Mate of Aaron. So you got three things. You got the Tinsenis Amun. You got the Shaman Mishra. You got the Mate of Aaron. You have the Safer Torah of Moshe Rabbeinu. The Safer Torah called the Sefer Azara, right? Which may have been in the Arge's. The Pleistim. Remember when they had taken the Aaron Kodesh back? They brought gifts back and it was a treasure box. And in the treasure box, they brought back five golden hemorrhoids and five golden rats. If you want to know what either one of those are, don't look them up on, you, on in the internet. But five golden things of each one of them, and he put they put them inside, and they gave them. the The Gemara says that that arges, that treasure box, was in the Kodesh kedushim with the Aron Kodesh. Says the Ben Ish-chai immediately. Hold on a second. There's no way there were five golden rats and five golden hemorrhoids inside a box in the Kodesh Hakodashim. <laughs> I mean, it's not possible. So he says, there's no way they must have emptied out the gold, melted it down to be able to whatever it is, and then they filled it with the safer Torah of Moshe Rabbeinu, the safer Torah of Moshe Rabbeinu. was in the Argez that was put on a little doff. Right outside of the Kodesh, right outside of the Arun Kodesh by the Kodesh of You ever hear that? The Benishchai says that in Yuma, and Daaf, where is it? I have it on Da somewhere on Lamed Vav, I think it is. Yeah. But either way, I probably have. Oh, Nun yeah, I'm sorry? The broken Luke looks the, so the broken luchos is also a machlokas. Were the broken luchos with the luchos in the Aaron Kodesh? Or were they in a separate Aaron, a second Aaron, that they used to bring out with them to war? Was that the Aaron that they brought to war and the broken luchos were inside? That's a machlokas. Machlokas Tanoim. But it could be that that was there as well, right? So we got those five, six things. I, I don't know how you want to call it, right? The mun, the shaman mishka, the mate of Aaron, right? You have the luchos, the, maybe the broken luchos, safer. Torah with the Arge's, right? With the Arge's, the treasure box of the Polishnim themselves. All those things were there. Now, the Gemara in Yuma Nunbez Beiz says there was a king named Yoshia. Yoshia is an unbelievable king. He was a massive tzaddik, the last great tzaddik of a king before things went bad. His son Yo Yochin, Yo Yochim, etc. Bad things happened after that. Acha is the son of Yochim, and then came Tzidkiah, and that was the end. That's when Nebuchadnezzar came around, right? Yoshia was a tremendous king, a tremendous king. It was really into helping knocking things down, making sure everything was going to work. Yoshia saw, or knew, that the base of Mikdash was going to be destroyed. How? We'll talk about it in a second, but he knew that something was going to happen. So he decided to hide the Aron Kodesh and everything else with it. The Gemara Numa says, the Mati of Aron, the, the Shem etc., everything was hidden together with the Aron Kodesh toward the end of the first base Mikdash, around 30 years before the first base Mikdash was destroyed. For those who say, that the Aron Kodesh was taken into Rome, that's a load of garbage. There's no opinion like that. The Gemara discusses, it could be that it was brought to Bavel. That's a Machlokas. Reb Yochanan held it was brought to Bavel. It could be that it was swallowed up by the, the area of the Eitzim where they used to to hide the wood, etc. It could be it's under the Kodesh Kodashim itself. We don't know that type of information. The where we don't know. It's a three-way machlokus in the Gemara. There's a couple other opinions that are mentioned in the Yushalmi and the Medrash. So, but either way, but we have those three opinions that it's either under the Kodesh Kodashim somewhere there, by the Lishka Eitzim, the chamber of wood, or it was brought to Bubble. There is no opinion that it was brought to Rome. There's no way the Aaron Kodesh made it to Rome. They didn't have the base of in the second base of mitzvah, The Aaron Kodesh never appeared once. It was definitely not there when Rome came around. Rome didn't exist or if they did, there were a tiny little city state, a vassal state to somewhere else when the, the Aron Kodesh was hidden by Yoshia. There was no Shaykhis to any of that whatsoever. Yoshia hid it knowing that something was going to happen so that it wouldn't be taken. Okay, We already said that the ben Yoga Yaga is the one that says that the Arges contain those types of things. Miam says there was something else there. I've never heard this before, but the Miam brings down in this week's Parsha, the clothing of the Cohen Gadol were placed there after he finished the avoda on Yom Kippur. Now, there's a little bit of an issue with this. Every year they made new ones, and if those who remember the Mishnahists, there were Pelusin, these beautiful clothes that cost hun- thousands and thousands of dollars. I don't know if anybody remembers from the Mishnah itself. It's a question if it's 1,200, 1,800, or whatever, etc. But they spent a fortune on the clothing that the Kohen Gadda wore, both afterward and the white clothing that he had inside there. It says over there, I'm sorry... It doesn't say. It doesn't say who made it. But somebody made it, it was beautiful clothing, and that was that. Apparently, they were gonets everything. That meant they hid everything after they used it, right? And they put it into the Kodesh I don't know where in the world he gets it from. I, don't, I have no clue. I just don't get where he gets it from. I have no idea where they would have put it inside, why they would have put it inside there. I don't get it, considering our own changed elsewhere, not in the Kodosh Hukdashim. I'm very very confused about how we did it. I don't changed you know it by by the Lishka's uh, Parhed, no by the place where he, uh, the place where they put up the the linen thing, I forgot what it's called offhand, but they, they, he changed inside there, and then he took the clothing, and they brought it back to the Kodesh HaKadoshim, and they placed it in the Kodesh HaKadoshim, and was there a pile of clothes on the side of the Kodesh HaKadoshim, that like, there was just like a pile of white clothing there, like, I, it seems so strange, I, I don't know what to answer so, like, it. I really, really like, right, was there a guy who's like sitting around there, like, I got this, all right, sitting around there, I just don't get it, Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe by our own, but we're talking future—the future, Kohen future no, no, no. Right. It was, so it was were So, so we brought it to him and dressed it. No, but not it, in the Kodesh Gadol. You're not changing in there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I have literally no yeah, idea but, where that's from, yeah. and I couldn't find the Me'amlo. He's quoted something. I, 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 I couldn't find it in his protest. source. I'm so sorry? Based on the imagery that was on the process. is it that crazy? Is no, that, it's crazy. That, it's crazy. It's crazy. It doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't make any linen, sense. That's the whole have, map. The that parochas the... didn't happen, Right. I, I, anyway, I, anyway, in the first space of Mikdash, when there was there, there was no parochas. There was the Amatroxin. There was no Pirochus there. So there wasn't that space in the No, frame? no, no. The space was the Amatroxin. You had the wall that was an thick. Right, that's what you had but over you there. In between right, us, I, think. You, I mean, you walked behind, but no, in the second base just you walked in between the two paroches. Right, right? So that's when he had, had it. First one, you had the first one. I, no, that doesn't make any sense. Why, why would he change it? First of all, we know where he changed. He changed by the mikvah because he had to wash his hands and then go to the mikvah and then come out and go into his other clothing. We know where he changed. It was in the place where the mikvah was on the top floor of the of Tinas and then he put the little sheet what, in what front of him. We the know big that. Big that's so, no, so that's regular Kwan and gadolin clothes. That's Yeah, he wore that for the outside stuff. But again, we're not dealing with the same thing. It doesn't make any sense that that would be the stuff that you're going to have. It just doesn't make any sense that way for that to be it. It just, there's something wrong. There's something missing. There's something that's just, it, that seems to be wrong about all this. Miamlois adds, and he says this, that King Yosha realized that the end was near, and he hid it, and how did he know? Here's what it says. Some say, the Miamlois says, that normally there were the poles of the Arun Kodesh the poles of the Aaron Kodesh would stick out through the parochas, right? It would hit the parochas and stick out a little bit and it would look like, again, you know, maturely, it looked like the chest of a woman, as if the Shetha that Hashem was bringing down to the world, the influence coming down to the world, went through the poles and out to Klau as if that way. And therefore, when he saw, when the ko- when Yoshia realized, he couldn't see it, he was in the Judah, but the Kwanam, he says, ba- this Yoshia, yeah. first bias. He said when they stopped seeing the poles sticking out of the parochas, they realized something was gonna happen and they said, Forget it, we have to be gonies to arun. Again, I don't know where the Miyam always gets this from. It's there is no parochas by the first base of Mikdash. It's an amatroxin. It, that couldn't have happened. He wouldn't have seen it. Yeah, there was a parochus by the Mishkan, and there was a parochus by the second base <clears throat> Mikdash, two in, but there wasn't a parochus by the first base Mikdash. I honestly have no clue what he means by it. I, I don't know what he's talking about. Maybe he means that at the end of the Mishkan, but Yoshio wouldn't have been there at that time. I really have no idea what he means by this. I, I, that didn't happen at that point. I, I, I don't get it. I, I really have no idea. I, maybe there's a mistake and maybe I'm reading it wrong. It could be I'm totally reading it wrong, but I, I was pretty sure that's what he said. In addition, he says, Chilkia, Chilkia the Kohen Gadol, this is the father of Yirmiyahu Anavi. Yirmiyahu was the son of Chilkia. This is Chilkia the Kohen Gadol, Right? found the Sefer Torah written by Moshev, and you know, that's written in the Navi itself, he found the Sefer Azara, brought it over to King Yoshia, they read it, and they realized it was open to the Tokhaka, to the, the, the bad stuff that was going to happen, either Bechul Kostar, Kisavu, etc., they were reading what was happening, right? and therefore he realized that something was going to happen, he hid the Aaron Kodesh, and he hid the Aron Kodesh. That one seems a little more plausible to me, I mean, that, that seems to be straight out from the Navi itself. The first one I have absolutely no idea. You know, strangely enough, Tosis in Yashanim in Yoma Nun Bezim Bez, right there on that daf, says the flowers, buds, and almonds of the mata that we have that was inside there, that was gunners along with everything else, never rotted. And that was part of the nase that was part of the miracle. It makes sense that the Kodesh Akedoshim would be the perfect area for these things to stay preserved. Well, doesn't that make sense to you? Let's think for a second. This is an area that's Eino The Aron Kodesh in the Mishkan had five amas to one side, Five amos to the other side, it itself was two and a half amos. But it was only ten amos from end to end. Five, five, and two and a half. If anybody can do quick math for me, I'm pretty sure that's twelve and a half. And yet it was ten amos. In the Besamikdash, the Arun Kodesh was two and a half again. And there were ten amos on one side, ten amos on the other side, and the total was twenty amos. The Kodesh of Kodesh was twenty by twenty amos. But it didn't make any sense. This is an area that doesn't go by normal things. It's crazy, but the uh, the matzah was placed there. It had to be the matzah was placed there because it would remain fresh there. If you put it anywhere else, it would rot. Buds and almonds and the flowers and everything that would rot, they wouldn't remain there. But if you put it in the Aron Kodesh, in the, by the Aron Kodesh, by the Kodesh Gadushin, it would mean remain fresh forever. Says Tosei That's why they put it there. It preserved it, and it was a pella so that everybody would know that Aaron was chosen by a Kodesh Baruch Hu. The Shach, yeah. But how? When you say everyone would know by this? In the yeah, hold on. Give me a second. I, I, it's an obvious question. I was going to say it right now, but right. give me a second. Yeah, yeah. The shock says there are many people. you got to hear this. This, this. this is just nuts. The shock says there are many people who are able to make sticks and trees, bud and flower through Achiz nine You've probably seen a magic show once or twice. You know, people that are misa for doing what they're doing. And they take a little thing and they make flowers come out and buds and everything. And they're just like, look what I was just able to do. Right? And it's through trickery and sleight of hand. They're not real. I just want to be clear here. It's not real. But you've seen it. You've seen people do stuff like that. But it lasted. This lasted for many, many years. Such things normally, obviously, you can make it happen, and then it dies after a little bit. But this lasted. So everyone knows this was not trickery. It was a miracle from Hashem. And I know, I know that they couldn't see it. They weren't in the Kurdish Kedoshim. But hold on. Reb and Eipschitz, this is unbelievable. Tepharas Yonasan says, Although there were tannoyim, who were able to fill entire fields with melons. It's a Gemara in Sanhedrin, Samachdalid. Rabbi Eliezer bin Horkinus on his deathbed is lamenting that no one asked him how to make melons. It's an unbelievable Gemara with clear Kabbalistic undertones, except for Rabbi Akiva. And Rabbi Akiva says, that's right, we went out to a field, and he said something, and the whole field filled with melons. And then he said something else, and it all went out. Unbelievable Gemara, just an absolute unbelievable Gemara in Edrin, right? That was a form, says Rabionis and Ibschitz, of kishuf, which was allowed to be done. That's what he calls it. It's kishuf. that's mutter. There's a lachash involved in that, whispering something, saying something, etc. Right, and that's the idea behind it. Moshe did not do any lachashim here when it came to the staff of Aaron. That was not like what Rabbi Eliezer was doing or Rabbi Akiva was witnessing. That's not. And to prove that, they brought it into the Kodesh Gadashim so everyone would see it lasted forever because kishuf does not last. That's what Rabbi Yonasan says, and he gives a couple riyas from Gemaras and Sanhedrin. There's kishuf does not last. You bring it over water, it disappears. If it takes a while, it disappears, and that's that. In fact. This is unbelievable. The Ben Yoyada, the Ben Chai says, Sanhedrin, and Sanhedrin Samachayim in the Ben Yoyada, and Sanhedrin Samachayim anything created through Sefer Yitzira, we all know what Sefer Yitzira is, right? The book of creation, so to speak. This Sefer that could have been written by Avram Avinu, though we don't have actual proof of that, but he does, the Chida has all piece on it, etc. But that Sefer, Sefer Yitzira, anything created through Sefer Yitzira will only last for a total of twenty four hours and nothing more than that because it works he says like kishuf, unbelievable I, I wouldn't have said that if you would have asked me what's it safer yitzira that's not kishuf. safer yitzira is kabbalah kabbalistic things that are able to make things last forever but he says no savior lasts lasts for that he says because they need life and who can give life other than akadosh baruchu he says it's similar to kishuf and Achiz Zainayim that can only last a certain amount of time and then is buttle compre- completely. Interestingly, by the way, the Shach says it lasts for 12 hours. The Shach preceded Rabionis and Eibshitz by about 120 years. Right? The Shach was a, a, a makubel that lived in, by the times of their and Eibshitz lived in the late 1600s, early 1700s. That was at that time. The Ben Yoyada Yoyad himself said 24 hours. Remember, he died in 1908. We're dealing with somebody who's right then. He said, only 24 hours. He says, that's why, does everybody remember that Gemara and Sanhedrin? Same Gemara, the where it says that Rabbah created a person. That's the only golem that we really have. He created a person, sent it over to Rabzera. Rebzera realized, mechavriat, right? You're one of my friends, right? And afterward, he turned him into dust. He, like, got him in the ground. How is it, mutter to kill a guy? Like, Rabbah created a guy. What's up? There's a golem, no? The Maral's golem? Yeah. Yeah, that was a cartoon that was made in the... 1920s, oh, well, based yeah, on is a Sherlock actual, Holmes story. Is there a real actual person, though? No, this from Rabba? Yeah. Rabba Rabzera? Yeah. I mean, he create, uh, Rabba Ibrigabra, so he created a guy. Right. So yeah, it doesn't say Golem in the Gemara, it just means he created something, but it wasn't talking to Rebzera, so Rabzera killed it. So the question is how could Rebzera kill it? Like, whoa, like you could just kill a person if he doesn't talk? You're not talking to me. <laughs> like is that mutter? The answer is because he knew it must have been created for the Sefer Yetzira, Mechavriyat, you're from one of my friends, you're from Sefer Yetzirah He said such a thing is not gonna last anyway, and that's that. Everything's all gone. And that's why Believable. He says, the Benish Kai says, that's why Adam didn't want to create a new woman after Chava had sinned. After Chava sinned, right, other Mauritians should have just created a new woman and then lived the rest of his life. What does he need Chava for? But he couldn't, because that woman would not last more than 24 hours. Isn't it unbelievable? That's the Ben Ischai. The Ben Chai says it, right? They wouldn't have lasted, and that's that. I'm sorry, they were, again, not last for... Twi- oh, I, it's, it's, you're a disgusting person, right? So That's that. They would not have lasted for more than 24 They wouldn't be able to talk either, and that's that. Now, the Otser plows the Torah... Brings up a, this tiferes Yonis, another tiferes Yonis. Rav Yonason, I've just in Parshas Tetzave, the Haim Yikhu. Listen to this. It says the Big Day Kuhuna, the Big Day Kuhuna were created from Sefer Yitzira. That's what Rav I just says. The Big Day Kuhuna, which would answer what the Miyam Loe said earlier that there were Gones in the base of Miktosh. Well, if they were made from y- Sefer Yitzira, what happens to them after a while? They're gone. Right, they're gone. You can just put it in the Kodesh them and they'll just disappear on their own. There's no pile of clothing in there; like it's going to be gone after a little bit. But he says, right? He said he goes into like how much it took to be able to make them, the work that you need for safety, et etc. Yom Kippur, he said. First of all, Yom Kippur is over twenty five hours long, so that's a problem. They must have made it beforehand, but it only lasts twenty four hours. How would it last till the I mean, Fine, whatever. But perhaps, I, I, whatever. It, he seems to be talking about the big day Kuna Gedola and not even the white clothing that he wore on Yom Kippur. So it could be that as well. But if so, it sounds like the big day Kuna Gedola had to be replaced daily because it would last 24 hours and that's that, right? The whole thing seems a little bit odd. I will tell you, there's three pieces of Rabiona and Ibschitz there. See, the Oteroplosator only quoted this Rabionis and Ibschitz that they used, say, for Yetsira. But there's two other pieces there that indicate that's not what Rabbi means. And even this one is like a four-liner. And it's a very strange answer that they made it with Sefer Yetzirah just to show how hard it was, etc. I'm not sure that's exactly what it means. I- I'm not sure. But either way, we have a little bit of a problem. Is it really true that Sefer Yetzirah only lasts for 24 hours? Again, I- I- who in the world can argue with the Ben Sky on something like this? about Sefer Yetzirah. If there's anybody who wants to argue, I'm not going up there against them. And the Shachal HaTorah says it as well. Tavar I don't know if he's really saying it, and I'm not sure. But who in the world is going to argue with it? So I'll tell you he's going to argue with it. Rev. Ephraim Greenblatt and the Rivvos Ephraim, Shalos V'tshuva's Rivvos Ephraim from Memphis, right, from Memphis, Tennessee, and Chelek Ches Simen Nun Aleph toward the end of a long chuva. He says his opinion would be that if a cow was created through sefer yetsira, it would require shkita to be eaten, because it's a real cow. It's not like something you just create, and therefore you don't need shkita. You need shkita for such a cow. It is a real thing, and it really counts as something. The cheshek shlomon yoradesim in sari says Such an animal would not have the normal dinam of animals. It wouldn't. It wouldn't have the normal dinam that you have by everything else. The Malbim says the same in Parshva'ira. He says, that's why Avram Avinu created a cow. It says, Uben Bakora Shira saw, he made a cow. He will defeat the Malachim, because it was going to be different. Nevertheless, he says, we don't find this Halacha, says the Ravos Ephraim, we don't find this Halacha by any Gemaras or Midrashim. And it's a pella to say that if you create a cow, you don't have to shecht it. So he says, like, is there a gemara on that? No. Is there a medrash on that? No. So you're coming up with a svara that a cow that you create out of Sefer doesn't require shchita? Why in the world do you say that? Even though the Malbum says it, he says, I, I can't understand it. He could, says, it could be that a human being is not considered a human being if you create it through Sefer Because a human being has to be created by Hashem. That could be possible. But an animal? Why does an animal have to be any different? And if an animal walks and moves and goes around and eats grass... Why is that any different from any other animal? Why wouldn't you need that? Not alt maris ayan, but for real, just normal. Why wouldn't you need that? He says, aside from that, and this is something that I had a kasha on everybody, The Ben Ishkai said Sefer Yitzir only lasts 24 hours. But the way that Chazal seemed to put it, and we talked about Sefer Yitzir earlier in the year, Sefer Yitzir is how Akadush Baruch who created the world. It was through those Shamos of Hashem and that type of stuff where the world was created. I, I mean, Maybe that's the pshapi a HaKadosh Baruch Hu is mechadesh bituva cho'yom tamid. That he's continuously renewing us because normally Sefer Yetzirah cannot last. So we're renewing ourselves constantly every 24 hours because literally we can't go a day without a Kodesh Baruch Hu saying, all right, again, all right, again. And each time, I have no idea, but the Rival of Zephrim says it can't be. At the first six days of creation, we're all done through Sefer Yetzirah, and we're lasting more than 24 hours. It sounds like you can last for more than 24 hours after Sefer Yetzirah. And he says even more so, Sefer Yetzirah is not magic. It's not magic. How could you compare it to magic? Again, I'm not going to argue on the Benny I leave that up to a guttle like the Rival of Zephrim. I'm not going to argue on that. But I, it's a strange thing. No, isn't that really, really strange? The safer May Chanukah says that's possible. This is the machlokis between the Shvatim and Yosef Atzarec. Whether or not a. Animal created through Sefer Yitzhak requires Shchita. That's why the Shvatim were eating Ever Minachai and Yosef Yitzhak told them not to. Maybe there was a Mach locus. And that's great, but there's no way it seems like it's going to be different. Now, this chuva is a long chuva. I suggest that you look at it. It's in chileches again in Simon Nun Aleph toward the very end. There's like six pieces before it. It's toward the end of the piece itself. It's about nine or ten pages. But that, that idea is absolutely, it was mind boggling to me that there's even a Havamina. Can you believe? A Havamina that Sefer Yitzhiro only last 24 hours, and that's that. I can't believe it. And that's that. Okay, we got to get back to the staff. Back to the staff over here. Where was it placed? The Medrash of Godot says it was placed right by the Aron Kodesh. I don't know what that means exactly. Was it leaning against the Aron Kodesh? Does that seem right, that you'd have something leaning up against the Aron Kodesh? Like a mop. Right. <laughs> like, sort of <laughs> like hanging up there? That doesn't sound right. But on the other hand, where else was it put? Where else would you put it? I, I don't know. Where's it since Senes Amun, the jug of mun? Was there like a cab in it? <laughs> I don't wanna say it this way, because it sounds ridiculous. But something sounds wrong. Where was the As I told you there might have been a daft sticking up in the wrong coders. I don't understand that either. There's a dot. There's a board hanging out from the Aron Kodesh that they put the safer door of the Argies on. Something is. T- it just seems so weird here, and I can't answer it. I have no idea. They put a board on the poles, and then just use on But, it. but you I don't even know you can do that. How can you use the Aron Kodesh for anything? Uza tried catching it as it was falling off, or. What he thought was falling off. And he died yeah, from trying police, to catch it. People died him carrying him. it all the time. We don't know what happened with that. You're right. How the policeman took it, you're right. And brought it from city to city, we have no clue. And how it went on certain wagons and it didn't go on others. Why Dovin Mello was blamed for putting on the same wagon after the policeman brought it there. You're right. You're, I had No idea. But people died after carrying the Arun Kodesh. I, 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 it's, something is mind-boggling over here. Where was the mata? Maybe it literally just stood on the ground. And he just put the mata on the ground. And it just stood there, straight up. I mean, I, I have no problem with that. Does anybody have any issue with that? If somebody says, like, no, that's too big of a miracle, I'll be like, mm, remember where you are. You're in the Kodesh and Kedashim in the face of Mikdash. I'm okay with miracles happening. I just don't know. What? No, you're right. Maybe it was floating. Oh, you mean, like, lying on the ground? That doesn't sound right to me either. You know, it just sounds wrong. Right, or whatever it is. Like, yeah, maybe it had legs, like, yeah, maybe, I don't know. know. Like, like, I'm fine with it just standing up straight. I'm fine with that, you know what I'm saying? Where was the, the, I don't know, it was floating. If anybody has a problem with it, I'll be like, well, the Aron. You have the Aron right here, so stop complaining. You know? I, I don't know, but that's strange. The, you should just know that the Rol says it was actually placed inside the Aron Kodesh. It was placed inside. Like, the Rol says it's a reshone. right, a late Rishon, but a reshone. the so, staff was in there? The staff was in the Aron Kodesh. I, I don't even know how big. Again, the, the Arnold Codish was two and a half almost by one and a half almost, Okay, you have the walls, etc. How big was this step? Was the step like that big? How how big was it? I, I couldn't believe that also That yeah, also really cool? was mind-boggling The Rambam In Hilchah's Beis HaBechira Perik Dalat Allah Says it was in the Kodesh HaKadashim He doesn't say where Right? Along with the descendants of On, And he says It's in the Bryce of the Melechah's Mishka And Perak The Kessah Mishnah Quotes it from there It says There's a Tosefta And Yuma Perak Beis Allah HaYed I'm telling you I, Something is missing here And I, I don't know what I wish I could understand what I'm like missing something behind it Maybe take Okay I got a couple the minutes time, left you know, where it gets bigger. Like probably not. Say, probably not, though. But probably not. No, 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 probably not. Yeah. It's probably not. Because Naim Latora, right, points out that by the Mun, it was Aaron who put it in. Right? He was the one to put it inside. Well, here, it's Moshe who was told to put the staff there. He answers, it's obvious. And this is such an obvious answer. He says the The Omer says it. Right? The easy answer behind it is, it's Moshe's chus allowed the Mun to come. It would sound kind of geivetic if he'd the, be the one to put the mun in the Kodeshikadasha and be like, see my thing? It's inside here now. Aaron's staff is the one that flowered. It'd be kind of geivetic for Aaron to be like, I got my thing, you know, will <laughs> get in there now. So Aaron took Moshe's mun and put it in, and Moshe took Aaron's staff and put it in. That's the idea behind it. That was way before. That was way before. That was okay, when they put it inside. Moshe Benam. Yeah, Moshe Benam. Yeah, but that was before Aaron was chosen as a Kohen Dabba. Way yeah, before that. Down. But another answer is the line of al Yava B'Holeh Kodesh. And this is a really cool thing in and of, it, in and of itself. Um, normally, you're not allowed to go inside. So how could they put the staff inside? And like you said before, how could anyone go inside to bring out the staff, to show it to the people, to show them, look, Aaron is chosen, if you can't walk inside the Kodesh Kadashim? You can't do that unless it's Yom Kippur with the whole Avodah, etc. How could you do that? So it's possible that this is before the command, the Mun was before the command, and Moshe never had the command. Is that a cool idea? i want you to think about that for a second. The command of al Yavo Becholei you can't come inside, was to Aaron. Aaron put the Mun inside before he got that command, before that happens. So therefore, that makes sense, because that was all the way in the first year before the Mishkan was created, etc., Moshe rabbi never had the command, so at any point he could go in, bring out the staff, show it to the people, and bring it back inside. He went anyway because he had to speak to a kodesh be ibein akruvin. So it made sense that he was able to go inside. And he did everything, but it's possible the Vilna Gon, right has a famous answer that every time Aaron wanted to go to the Kodesh Kodashim, he could do the avoda of Yom Kippur any day of the year and then go into the Kodesh Kodashim. He would do the entire avoda with the two goats and the parim, etc. And do everything, and after doing all that, he go into the Kodosh Hashem and grab whatever. So he asked before, how could he use the Shem and Mishka? How could they go in to grab the Shem and Mishka? Because they needed that to anoint people, the Quran and Hashem and the Malachim. The answer is this, not on Yom Kippur. He could do the avoda that they would normally do on Yom Kippur, and that would be the way of doing it. It's possible I mean, that, that that's what they do over here. Any coin gadol could do it. Any coin gadol was able to do a coin of the vilna Gaon. So maybe that's the answer behind it. That's the idea. We're going to end with this. So we have like one minute. I'm just going to go really quickly. Rapersh says such an unbelievable thing. He says, just as the luchos testified to the divine origin of the Torah, this staff testified to the divine origin of kahuna, of Kwanim and Shevet Levi as a whole. He says, the idea must be understood as a being, a continuation of the mitzvah of Hagbalah. Do you remember Hagbalah on Har Sinai? Everybody had a place. You couldn't walk on the mountain. Right? And the Moshevin was told to go up the mountain, but the rest of the people had to stay down. Everyone was told to stay away. A couple people were able to come forward. The idea is to show the people that the Torah was being given to them as opposed to emanating from them. Do you get the difference mm-hmm. between that? They don't make the Torah based on their experiences. It's not the stories happened and therefore it made it into the Torah. It's that the Torah came from Shemayim and therefore they experienced what they experienced. Is that a crazy concept? Korah happened as part of the plan of a Baruch Hu. didn't have to be Korach. It could have been somebody else who became that person. But that's the idea. The idea behind it was to show the people that the Torah was being given to them it's not from them. That's why the Torah may not be changed or removed in any way. That's why it can't be, there because it came from a higher form, from something higher. That same mitzvah of Hagbalah is used to indicate the people ha- that people had to know their place. You may want to serve Hashem in the Kaddish, in the base of Mikdash. You may want to do Berchas Kohanin. And when they say, like, Kohanin, you might be like, I feel like a kohen today. And go to the back and wash your hands. You may want to daven for the amud if you don't have the right voice for it. I'd love to daven for the amud and Yom kipper for the Guess what? I'm not gonna do it because my voice ain't there. So I'm not gonna be able to do it. You have to know your place. You have to know what the right thing is for you, and that's that. To help you understand, we can understand that this Torah is there for to help us, for us to study it, and to do what we need to do. The lessons that it represents. Korach's argument was just that. Everybody's holy. We can do whatever we want. That is a truly arrogant line, says reverse. It leads one to believe that decisions can be made on your own without any messages or instructions from above. You decide. You decide. You want to be a coin. Go ahead. Make the decision. Why can't I do what I want to do if I feel like I can do it? That's why we have the mitzvah of Hagbalah. The mitzvah of Hagbalah is telling us, no, 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 we all have our place, we all have our position, that's that. Kohanim go here. Leviim, go here. Yisraelim, go here. You might think differently, but God says this. Even the Kohanim dare not touch the luchos when they're inside the Arun Kodesh. They can't go anywhere near it. Only that, that's the purpose of the staff. The staff is truly put by the Arun Kodesh to show that Hagbalah from Harsinai, where the luchos were given, is the same thing as Hagbalah in the Bessam Mictus to know where you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to do. Truly an unbelievable lesson, right? That's an unbelievable lesson. We learned a lot tonight, guys. Some stuff just absolutely crazy and a lot of questions that we still have to have answered. Hopefully we'll get those answers soon. That should be good. Have a good Shabbos, guys.